Descent Podcast. Hey everyone, just want to give a big shout out to our December sponsor, F1 Delta Time. F1 Delta Time is an officially licensed Formula One blockchain-based game that utilizes the Ethereum blockchain to bring you a full Formula One racing experience, coupled with a revolution in gaming in the form of true digital ownership and a play-to-earn model. F1 Delta Time is all about collecting scarce digital items to fill your garage and leveraging these items to go head-to-head in multiplayer racing. Visit f1deltatime.com to join in various events running throughout December. That's F numeral one, D-E-L-T-A-T-I-M-E dot com. Okay, Nate and Carolyn, welcome back to the Matthew and Rizzle Show. You. (laughs) (laughs) Love that energy. So I know most of the people listening already know who you are and know MintBase, but give them the the quick one to two minute self-intros about who both of you are. Sure, Carl can, can dish this one out. Yeah, so uh, we are Carolyn and Nate. Um, we are building Mintbase. We are kind of like a Shopify for NFTs where users can deploy their own stores. Each store is their own um, smart contract and they can sell NFTs as art, tickets, in-game items. Um, they choose it. And our main focus is we have no idea what NFTs are yet. Uh, we want to build a platform for everyone to figure out and solve what that is. We think that they're going to be massive in the future. I think we got close to figuring out what that was in April last year. We got hit with gas fees. And now we are writing and rewriting everything on near. So we're getting close to that. What are NFTs question? Uh, we're getting close to that as well. Yeah, and I've got to say, I love that angle. Like, I don't think I've ever heard, like, for all of us who've been, like, collectively working so hard to, like, push the NFT space forward to, like, straight up say, like, no one really knows what these things are or, like, the true potential behind them is is a very profound statement, man. I, I respect that a lot, especially because you guys are just trying to enable people to do more with them. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, we were getting so close, like getting the infrastructure is the hard part. And on Ethereum, we were so close, like all the all the tools yeah. were getting there. And then now it kind of feels like we went back to ground zero again. But yeah, we're, we're rebuilding again and we will get back to the uh, the answer of what can we do with these crazy digital scarcity little items? <laughs> yeah, and then we'll, I think there's like a... a half a year in between when the gas prices exploded towards from the end of April and COVID kind of like took over the world and, and wrecked a lot of the, the offline stuff like ticketing and things like that. Um, but I think it would be cool to talk about what you guys were doing in the interim and, and all the, the good news that's come out of it, like your $1 million seed round that you closed. Uh, you're getting pretty close on, on the new, next iteration of Mintbase with the near protocol integration and migration. Um, just fill us in like what you guys have been cooking up in the interim because you've been killing it. Definitely. Yeah, we saw you guys, I think, at NFT NYC when this world was normal and not crazy. I think that was the last conference I went to. In February. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we ended up doing the ticketing for them. We were getting to that point where we were actually redeeming tickets at the front door with greater security than most airline ticket systems. Um, we were actually implementing, like, what more can we do with this besides just become a collectible? Obviously, collectability is amazing, but we were pushing it to do more stuff, and we were getting there. And, yeah, definitely uh, getting hit with, with the gas fees and everything was, was a, a different iteration. Yeah, so what happened is um, after NFT New York City, we actually built um, 
like an NFT ticketing solution for DEPCON. Um, that's a conference in Berlin. And obviously, like that didn't happen now in September, but we built like a fiat integration. And then when COVID um, hit, we uh, did lots of virtual events and also like lots of people use our platform for music NFTs, for art. And then we actually uh, stopped deploying at some point because we didn't see... Yeah, August yeah. was real painful for us because we're, we're a little bit different than a lot of other systems. You can kind of think of us as like, uh, so everyone knows super rare. Imagine Mintbase is kind of like a super rare factory where you create your own DAP, you can create your own rules, your own websites, your own all of that sort of stuff. The hard part is... Uh, Deploying that one app used to cost two bucks. And then during peak gas times, it was almost $300 to deploy a store. So we had to face the reality of, okay, well, to mint three tokens, it'd be 50 bucks. Uh, Obviously, the dream of uh, redeeming these things for T-shirts, if it costs 50 bucks to just mint three NFTs, that's, that's not really realistic. So, yeah, we came to the hard realization that we had to look at other solutions. And then we found... Like we looked at lots of different blockchains. Nate wrote a like really long article on um, different blockchains and why we chose Neil. And then basically, uh, we um, have been working on that. And also, we closed our our seed round. <laughs> Finally, <Yes. laughs> yeah. up, up to this Thank point, you. we've spent only our own little pennies uh, for about two and a half years since. Uh, DevCon 4. So at this point, it's it's so nice. It's my first paycheck in three years, and it's nice to kind of offload that that uh, that burden a little bit and actually have uh, help building this thing out. And help from like uh, actual investors who who are great, who are like partners, and we are um, backed by some awesome people. And yep. that was really also a special moment for us to get funding from people who we like and yep. were awesome. Yeah. Sorry, big intro. A lot of things have changed. Oh, man. Yo, that's awesome. I remember when we did this last time, you guys had just done your first round or second, something like that. It was very early iteration round of tickets. And you guys had cleared like eight bucks worth of profit or something. And you mentioned it on the podcast. And uh, to have that be like the first round you guys did with us and then come back here and have like, you know, scratch and clawed your way to getting a million dollars worth of seating and everything is, is really like a testament to how far you guys have come and how much you guys have grinded and everything. Was it like when you were saying like, we were so close, we were like almost there. Like what, just out of curiosity, like what is like there to you or, or, you know, is it basically just gas prices that derailed everything or what, what does like quote unquote there look like that we're trying to get towards? Sure. We all have that sweet twinkle starry gut feeling that this is going to be big and not really sure how to put our fingers on it. Uh, I think before we could answer that, we had to get the infrastructure Uh, tools like the graph protocol allows us to actually build websites that are usable. I don't know if you've ever used a, a, a blockchain DAP like two years ago, but it was impossible. You couldn't go onto the web page without signing into your wallet before you could see anything. Any data was way out of whack. And so there was just so many, and wallet onboarding was just ludicrous. So infrastructure, get that sorted first. Uh, and that was basically there for Ethereum. And we pretty much got to a point where we could get the onboarding figured out and we can get uh, the site to actually show in sync 
data that was correct. And then basically the last thing we couldn't solve, sorry, Lisbon, got a little siren going on, uh, was the gas fees. You can't solve that with infrastructure. Just basically, you can't do things like, I wanna check people in at conferences using the chain. I wanna see every uh, transaction happen on chain because this big uh, revolution that we're dealing with here is transparency. Like when I see centralized applications saying their things are sold out, I'm like, well, how do we know it's sold out? And show it to me on, on, the, uh, on Etherscan that all items and the ownership of all those items are all over the place. And so we were getting close to be able to showing all these transactions on chain, but if you wanna do that, then you have to do a transaction every single time on chain and to do that or it just got way too expensive. And then, well, from there, I, re I really wanted to kind of go back and, and go into the raise that you guys had been grinding out for the longest time. And I feel like a lot of people in the space now, I mean, there's been this mini boom in NFTs, a lot of the other projects that have been grinding out it out too on their own dime, hustling, doing like side gigs to, to support uh, what they were doing with NFTs a lot of people started to secure funding and there's a lot more people coming into the space or still in the space um, that may just be beginning their, their journeys and uh, may are actively raising or may be pre-raise. And I'm wondering if you could like walk people through your shoes uh, on that, on that journey, securing that seed. Sure. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's two different types of entrepreneurs or three, there's uh, the random, really ridiculously lucky ones that just say, oh, I think I'm raised now. I got my buddy Frank, and Frank knows, you know, Tom, and Tom, you know, introduces them. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they raise, and like, you know, 15 days later, they close because everyone gets the FOMO, and then they're, that was it. Uh, then there's the other type, the people that grind it out, grind it out, grind it out, grind out, and then give up. Uh, and then there's the third type. That's us. We we grinded it out until we until we're here, I guess. So we it was just a, a giant mission because I don't know. It's a really good question. Uh, I am doing the development and the design, and it's really hard to fundraise and develop the community and develop the project uh, all at the same. Also, in a two-year bear market, that was that was not the easier easiest process also during covid that was also not the easiest process um but what ended up happening because it's it's one of those things i think in the vc world a lot of them talk together if like one group basically says that this isn't the right project then you're kind of x'd out i guess uh we got into a spot where i think we got x'd out for some reason um so it got to a spot where we it was just really hard uh we were i think we pitched to over i would say over 100 investors uh we're talking like half your brain goes towards having the conversations and convincing people of the future and that's mm -hmm. no easy task uh we we can't really explain what we're building if okay so here, here's the here's the real hard struggle um i'm not a business person mm -hmm. uh I don't speak the business talk. Um, you have a lot of VCs who kind of come from this world, especially the blockchain VCs. I really, it was fascinating to see a lot of the blockchain VCs still have the mentality of web 2.0. They have a lot of conversations like, well, what's, what's, what's the cock? What's, what's the, the cock? What's yeah. the LA beautiful uh, acronyms that I'm supposed to know. Um, and then, <laughs> 
it's, it's just you, you can't explain how important the technology is to a lot of the VCs because mm-hmm. the technology is really the hard part in blockchain. Executing an application that actually works, mm-hmm. that you don't have people constantly asking, why is this broken? That's really hard. And conveying why that's hard to a VC is really, really difficult because in Web 2.0 land, this stuff is easy. Like uh, any, you don't have to be technically minded to build a web 2.0 app. If I want to build an Eventbrite tomorrow, I could never have written a line of code and that would have been just fine. But think of like the internet way back in 2001 or two, like who are the successful ones? It was the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Googles where the engineers were the ones who pioneered it. I think a lot of VCs have a hard time understanding that we're in that same situation where Blockchain, you just need heavily technical-minded humans to be starting because we're making decisions every single day, and they're very technical decisions. Um, that was, I think that was the hard part for me was, uh, was being able to explain that we have a very good product. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes it, a lot it, of it, sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. When you're like talking to VCs, I assume like the conversation comes up or maybe not because I'm not a VC, so I don't know the, the lingo necessarily. But I'm, I'm, you know, just thinking about your angle towards your uh, towards the NFT space and how you're sort of like, you know, giving people the tools to sort of figure out what NFTs are. And when you have to like say to someone like, OK, who's your targeted user base or who's your like ideal user base or the, the people who would benefit the most from using your product can you is that easy to quantify or is it sort of like all over the map or like who you know who is who are the people that you're like trying to get using your platform most actively that was the other issue with communicating with vcs is we we don't know and in internet land where everyone knows how the internet works you have to have such a focus and such a niche and hey we're gonna sell razor blades for the six dollar market for the really furry people right in <laughs> you know that's your that's your conversation. in blockchain land it's like we have an app that people are actually using we don't have a niche we're kind of casting a wide net and we're gonna figure it out the vcs don't like that answer they want the hyper-focused well not ours but not ours ours is amazing yeah yeah Yeah, talking about uh the folks that are backing you i guess the the round was led by sino capital i mean talk about what what they see in you you guys and and what their their kind of vision of the future with mint base in it looks like yeah i think uh, coindesk we've had conversation with those folks they might have misconstrued that so no one actually led our round uh it just kind of was coagulation of VCs that came in all at the right time. Uh, Sino really uh, helped us and helped mentor me a little bit through the process. Um, and that they're definitely one of the, um, the groups, but definitely Woodstock VC. They invested in a few other big groups that we were really interested in. Yeah, Sosteni um, and Newport actually and D1 Ventures as well as Animoca yeah. Brands. So they are Lots of groups and lots of synergies as well. Yeah, we got an introduction to Sesame. <laughs> From <Yeah>. the graph. <laughs> yeah, intros, intros beget intros. I, that that is definitely really, really key. I'm curious more like um the, the folks that did end up investing. I know they they have visions, right, of where they see things going. Um obviously the involvement of Sino Capital is really interesting. Um I'm wondering because of that, 
like were you do you guys have any more insight into what's going on in the the Chinese market when it comes to NFTs? Do they have designs to kind of utilize you as a platform to springboard into the the, the Chinese market? Animoco brands right, is right there as well, so I think that's a pretty interesting potential connection. Yeah, we're we're really excited about exploring the Chinese market. There's a lot we we don't understand. I've definitely gone into Southeast Asia. I spent some time in Indonesia and Thailand and um, in Singapore, and there's a lot to understand. We, with uh, Sino, we think that they just have their right head on the shoulders with, with what, what we're doing and the vision, and, uh, and we're all going to try and figure it out together. So do you even try to, like, you know, going back to the same conversations as you guys, as far as like you guys are casting like a wide net and you know, it's, you're not trying to carve out a tiny niche for yourself, which, which makes sense, man. I, I mean, I feel like that's the play for this space right now. I would also guess that that makes it almost impossible to project what mint base is going to look like, you know, say a year out or like two years out, if it's just sort of like this rolling, like we're going to adapt as things come like type of things. So, I mean, is that, are you in like a similar boat when you're like talking to VCs when, and then they're like, you know, give us like a one year and like a five-year projection. You're like, I don't, I don't know, man, like <laughs> we're working it out. I mean, is that, is that where you're at or do you have some like general framework where you're like trying to get to this point by a certain amount? Of time, so we do have a focus. It's just not on one particular market. Uh, if you look at like Instagram, they have a focus. Uh, it's not on a particular industry, right? It's on all the industries. But their focus is uh, their technology, which only does like seven or eight things with Instagram. Uh, you can have like a little uh, boomerang effect. You can have uh, face filters. Like they do those really, really well. Our focus is going to be kind of like that, where we enable all of our customers to get really creative with their business models. We're going to have all sorts of fun little features within the NFT, how they get purchased. Do they get do purchases get split among multiple parties who own or, or minted the, the NFT? And going from there, you can really kind of translate that to a bunch of different industries. Uh, let's say you're a, a videographer and seven people built this video you can actually add multiple accounts to the video. And as soon as someone purchases it, uh, the, the funds will get split between all the different creators. Um, that's being built right now. This also works with event ticketing, right? Maybe I want to create an event and then we want to have stakeholders in the event and multiple parties can actually get split fees on the purchases. Let's say the designers, the catering, the landlord. Um, so our focus is really behind empowering our customers to get super creative with their business model. Um, and we can do that with seven or eight key uh, smart contractified uh, systems. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess like heading forward, uh, the the next big step will be that migration to near. And like Carolyn mentioned, Nate, you published a really epic rundown of, of why you chose near over some of the other um, layer two solutions and other blockchain uh uh alternatives like matic and stuff like that but in terms of like the timeline to near um after the migration is completed i'm wondering if you can kind of talk to that and and what's ahead after after that yeah we're making a ton of progress right now i am really excited like at this point i could have told you right now whether it was a good or a bad idea going to near like we broke ground i think <laughs> in august 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working at it nonstop. There's good parts of it. There's bad parts of it. Like I said, the infrastructure is not there yet. With uh, There's no the graph there. I'm having to build that from scratch. Um, but at this point, I'm still extremely happy with, with our decision. Um, and yeah, you can read the breakdown. It goes into why we didn't go into XDI or Flow or, or a lot of the other groups. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. I'm not promising this is the, the, the winning thing. I'm promising that, you know, I think that the world with many, many chains and many bridges is going to be a beautiful world for all of us. I agree, man. I feel like that's the path forward. And I feel like the, the spike in gas prices in a weird way was sort of like a blessing in disguise for the space so that like the entire NFT world's eggs aren't all on one, you know, one basket or on one blockchain and everything. And it, that seems to be like the general consensus, man. I mean, we've like interviewed a lot of projects and people and, you know, talked to everybody and it seems like, you know, everyone fragmenting out and going their own ways and having, you know, many blockchains that can work uh, congruently with each other and, and have it not matter ultimately that much, like where these things are located as long as they're set up properly uh, seems to be like the, the right path forward for everybody. Um, Dude, always interested. Like what, what do you guys collect like on the side? I mean, I know you guys got the advent calendar going on and you know, you as in terms of like having a platform that does a lot of things, like what are you guys like personally most interested in, like in terms of NFT projects in the space or, you know, even if they don't necessarily have anything to do with what you're working on. I mean, you, you guys, you know, obviously know your stuff. Um, so what I'm really excited about is um, like how NFTs, like what kind of role they will play in VR. And Nate and I recently listened to um, Snow Crash and this is oh yeah like, thanks to matthew actually. yeah thank you by the way you, uh, you gave me that idea yeah oh, nice. so yeah that is that's what we are really excited about and actually um on the first of uh, next year of january um no names uh yeah we, no we, names we hired someone who's uh we won't go into detail but they're basically full-on vr they love vr he's a yeah. She or she or it or the, the team <laughs> who will be joining our team to yeah. write little coding uh, digits into our code base will is very into VR. And, and that's what I like. Uh, she, he, uh, you know, it <laughs> came by the office the other day and uh, like we had this Oculus Rift on and it was really amazing and impressive, like how vivid like things and world can become. But in terms of like, I'm excited to explore like um, what role NFTs will play in in those worlds, but also uh, what we call or what I collect. I can only speak for myself. Is like um, I have art pieces, like uh, lots of art, but also wearables and crypto boxes. I have mm-hmm. tickets as NFTs. Um, yeah, that's that's in my wallet. I want to see the real live version of crypto voxels. I think that's where I would like to yeah. head. I want to have blocks of. Uh, of addresses and real real spaces to actually trade homes via sending a text like sending an nft from one place to the other that's mm-hmm. yeah. cool that'd be dope um well, i i don't want to gloss over the december advent calendar event that you're throwing in in crypto boxes yeah. for the second year in a row because well you guys inspired like in large part what we've been doing with the whip like you had that epic December, one month long uh, in-world event back when CryptoVoxels was like gray and like basic, <laughs> even more basic than it is today. And I thinking back to it, it's like, Jesus, how did you guys 
pull that off. Um, but you're back again this year doing it. It's it's it really gets everyone in the in the mood for the holidays, especially this year more than ever with COVID and everything like that. But curious if you can tell us what's in store for the rest of the month when it comes to the December Advent calendar event and CryptoVoxels sponsored or yeah. created by you guys. Last year was insane. We did every single day and it was a <laughs> lot of work. I didn't think it'd be that much work. But thank goodness this year, I'm still focused on near and rust contracts and thankfully sparrow uh lenara and chloe, chloe and uh, vanda like uh, from their records they helped us building the advent calendar mm. and it's really exciting so this year it's uh, kind of similar so you have to like um every day and uh, not every day um so there's like a door for every day, but we only open the doors on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And you have to be there and uh, you can click on links and then um, solve a riddle. And uh, yeah, we have NFTs from uh, Yin Kao from Digital Renaissance, like he's a prominent um, art collector in China. Then we have um, NFTs from Sparrow, from M. Lipsy, uh, from Animoca brand. So there's really like a wide variety of NFTs from um, companies, um, also, yeah, and artists. So, yeah, it's it's a fun event um, and giveaways. Like you don't have to pay to like, you know, be part of something. You just hop in, you see if you answer the questions correctly and then, yeah, it's just all about the community and and love <laughs> around like Christmas and yeah, just just uh, it's fun. Yeah, and then well, before we wrap everything up, I want to make sure that we touch everything and talk about everything that you guys wanted to talk about. I know you have you mentioned that uh, new hire uh, that's going to come on board in, in January. Congrats on that. That's going to be really cool. Uh, but if you have, before if, I forget, we have a current hire too, Thor, who's just killing it. He's on the rust contracts uh, fully. Uh, very smart dude. He's cranking away. So yep. We, so we met him in Berlin. Now he's with us in Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, really lucky that we met him, and it's us three right now. So yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then let folks know like what other positions you actively be looking for to hire part-time, full-time, contract basis, whatever. Uh, get the people on board with what you're doing. Uh, I think that's really important. And if there's anything else that you want to shout out or, or let fo- folks know about, uh, now is your time. Yeah, the most important thing is we, we really want someone to dial in our brand. Uh, my design skills can only go so far. We've never outsourced a single design or a single line of code, but we finally hit our brick of it's time to hire. And I would really love someone to come and just take ownership of the mint-based brand. I think the, the visuals of it right now aren't so bad, but someone to really just kind of say, this is the brand. I'm going to run with this team and we're going to be part of the core group and we're going to build something massive. That's, that's kind of what we're looking for is a UX, UX, UI, someone who's uh, potentially wants to move to Lisbon. We just found a pretty epic office here. Um, it's beautiful here. It's December and we can walk around with sh- shirts and shorts on. It's amazing. But also we are looking for like kind of a marketing person later down the line. Yeah. Um, so. A head of sales, someone who knows the CEO of Google, uh, someone who knows the CEO. <laughs> That's Frank. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Frank again. Walking <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. That's, uh, awesome. that's it. Yeah, we're, we're excited. That's awesome. 
Um, well, as always, it's always fun to chat with you guys and see where you're at. Uh, I hope everyone listening, if, if any of those roles fit your skill set and you're interested in working with, with a really, really solid team who has just like uh, grown the community immensely in the space. Yeah. And I really think that that's something that's invaluable, but also has the technical chops and someone like Nate and then uh, the business savvy side with Carolyn. Yeah. Please send your CVs over to Mintbase. That'd be really, really awesome. So again, really excited to see what you guys are going to be able to do heading into 2021. Um, really excited to be part of the Advent calendar event uh, with WIP, sponsoring it with some Whipsy, some wearables, um, and then having you on on the WIP. Uh, we're recording now, so it'll be tomorrow. Uh, people listening will be like last week uh, when you're listening to this, but really excited for all that. And I hope you guys just keep on killing it and keep on building. Yeah, come visit us too, both you guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> we will. I actually just did, man. I, I just filled out the thing, so put me on the top of the list for winners. <laughs> oh, a free trip to Lisbon that would have been epic. Yeah, oh, that would be a nice NFT advent. They're not that cool. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Later, guys. All right, Joe. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Great talking to you. Hey, everyone. Just want to give a big shout out to our December sponsor, F1 Delta Time. F1 Delta Time is an officially licensed Formula One blockchain-based game that utilizes the Ethereum blockchain to bring you a full Formula One racing experience, coupled with a revolution in gaming in the form of true digital ownership and a play-to-earn model. F1 Delta Time is all about collecting scarce digital items to fill your garage and leveraging these items to go head-to-head in multiplayer racing. Visit f1deltatime.com to join in various events running throughout December. That's F numeral one, D-E-L-T-A-T-I-M-E dot com. Hey everyone, just want to give a big shout out to our December sponsor, F1 Delta Time. F1 Delta Time is an officially licensed Formula One blockchain-based game that utilizes the Ethereum blockchain to bring you a full Formula One racing experience, coupled with a revolution in gaming in the form of true digital ownership and a play-to-earn model. F1 Delta Time is all about collecting scarce digital items to fill your garage and leveraging these items to go head-to-head and multiplayer racing. Visit f1deltatime.com to join in various events running throughout December. That's F numeral one, D-E-L-T-A-T-I-M-E dot com. Hey everyone, just want to give a big shout out to our December sponsor, F1 Delta Time. F1 Delta Time is an officially licensed Formula One blockchain-based game that utilizes the Ethereum blockchain to bring you a full Formula One racing experience, coupled with a revolution in gaming in the form of true digital ownership and a play-to-earn model. F1 Delta Time is all about collecting scarce digital items to fill your garage and leveraging these items to go head-to-head in multiplayer racing. Visit f1deltatime.com 
to join in various events running throughout December. That's F numeral one, D-E-L-T-A-T-I-M-E dot com.